Hey everybody, this is Mike Wardrop from Encounter Church Adelaide and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you can have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our preaching team. I want to talk to you today about the Holy Spirit being your helper. I'm grateful for my wife. She's my helper and I'm her helper. The right at the beginning, when God created the earth, he looked at all that they created and was pleased with everything except the fact that man was alone. And he said, you know what I have to do? I've got to create a helper fit for it. I'm grateful for my wife because I need her. I'm, is anyone here that constantly runs out of fuel? I'm someone that runs out of, I've run out of fuel four times this year already and ran out of fuel, no, no preaching exaggeration. I don't lie from the pulpit like Pastor Mike does, you know. Uh, I, I, he doesn't. He's a genuine man. It's the cigars that's an issue. That's not true at all. It's the gambling. But anyway, we'll keep going. That's not true too, just in case you knew. But I constantly run out of fuel. Four times this year, eight times last year. I ran out of fuel so, much, so many times last year, the eighth time I thought it was the devil. And I put my hand on my petrol tank and rebuked Satan. And I felt God say, you're an idiot. <laughs> put some fuel in your car. The other day though, I was, in, I was over in the U.S., and my wife rang me, and she was pretty sheepish. And I said, what's going on, Chance? She said, ran out of fuel. <laughs> Speak louder. It's the reception. Tell me. Ran out of fuel. She ran out of fuel, dropping off her kids to the school we're in. There's only one entrance and one exit, and right in the middle of the entryway, her car ran out of fuel. And no one wanted to help her, except for my, my two rows down. The guy from my church was right there, and he jumped out of his car, ran out, and pushed the car to safety. You know what? So grateful that she had a helper. You know, God is your willing helper. The Holy Spirit is your helper. And when Jesus was here on earth, getting towards the end of his ministry, he was about to leave, but he didn't want to leave us because God would always be with us as he always was. He was Emmanuel from the beginning. He said, I'll always be with you. And when he left, he said, I'll be with you to the end of time. There's no point at which God has forsaken you or forgotten you or left you. But he wanted God to walk with you. So Jesus said this in John 14, verse 16, and I, being Jesus, were asked, a father and he will give you another helper. That word another helper is the picture another being the another but the opposite to us. Helper being God-like. God would give someone that would compliment and walk with us because we needed a perfect compliment when we did this life. Otherwise, we just seemingly get it all wrong. And I don't know about you, I get it wrong all the time. But I'm thankful for the helper of the Holy Spirit that is able to help me and walk with me and guide me. And he wants to go with you today wants to fill you today and anoint you today so that he can begin to reveal what God has for your life. Do you know, there was nothing that Jesus did that didn't involve the Holy Spirit. He was conceived by the Spirit. He was taught by the Spirit. He was baptized by the Holy Spirit. Jesus did no miracles, recorded miracles, until he was baptized in the presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. He only spoke what the Spirit showed him. How does God know what the Spirit is showing. How does God know, how did Jesus know when walking the earth what God had for him to do? He would never do anything except for what the Father showed him. You could say he needed to be a mind reader. You could say he needed a helper. 
And in the same way, a safe needs a code to open a safe or a doorway needs a key to unlock the door. The Holy Spirit is the person of God, is the person of the Holy Spirit, is God himself that wants to reveal to you what God has planned for your life. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal God's plans. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal God's purposes. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal God's pathways for your life. And sometimes at the age you're at, you might be wondering what's next for my life and what's the next season that God has for me. And should I go here or go there or be with him or be with her? And you're trying to work out what God has for you. The answer is the helper. The answer is the Holy Spirit. Let me go back to what we read before, but continue it just to show you this. 1 Corinthians 2, 9-12 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches out everything and knows God, it knows, sorry, the Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know God's thoughts except the person's, that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us. Who wants to know the wonderful things God has for your life? Come on. Who wants to know the purposes God has for your life? How do you know the mind of God? How do you be a mind? reader. How do you know what God has prepared for you? The answer is the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, 1 Corinthians tells us this, in which, uh, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20, says, for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding, yes. with a resounding, yes. there's no sweeter word then, yes. If someone kicks the goal, the crows, not the kangaroos, we go, yes. When maybe he proposes and get on the knees, on his knees, all he wants is to hear from his soon-to-be fiance. Yes. When we said, "God, Jesus, would you come and live in my life?" He said, "Yes." When you said, "Jesus, would you forgive me for my sin?" He said, "Yes." When you said, "Would you heal my body?" He said, "Yes." When you said, "Would you give me the power to live my life how you want me to live my life?" He said, "Yes." There's no sweeter word than yes. And, G and it says here, for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Jesus with a resounding yes. Jesus is God's resounding yes to all who believe. But we need to see this in context. Because if we only read that part of the scripture, we'll think God makes our consumeristic needs and desires and just sees them and says, sure, I'll meet all of them, whatever you want, I'll do, I'll meet you where you are, doing whatever you ask of me. Almost like God is more like a genie in a lamp rather than, a, than an almighty, all-loving, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-wonderful God that actually knows what's best for you. God says yes, but there is a condition. Let's continue the scripture and put it on the screen. It says, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. and through Christ are amen, which means, yes, ascends to God for his glory. See, often we as people trying to work out what our next steps are and what God has for us and where to go and where, and what not, where not to go, what to do and what not to do, we get frustrated and if we're totally honest, disappointed at times with God, that we haven't heard a yes yet, that we haven't got an answer from God yet, that we're waiting for God to say yes, but God hasn't said yes. And we know that God's promises are yes, yet I'm not living in the yes of God right now. Well, the truth is, it's not that we say what we want and God says yes to it. 
It's that God says yes and we align our amen to what God's saying yes to. It's not that God is moving to say yes to where I am. It's that I have to move myself to where God is saying yes to. See, God is not negotiating with you. God doesn't say no to you. Do you know that? He doesn't need to say no to you. My boy sometimes, I've got, got an eight-year-old boy. He's incredible. But every day he was in my, my wife's tummy. I used to put my hand on her belly and say, God, give me a naughty boy. Now, I just wanted a cheeky boy. But it turns out God answers your prayers. Yeah. <laughs> and you have no idea what you're praying for. And there wouldn't be a day that goes by that my son doesn't say, can I stay home today and not go to school? Now, the truth is, when I say you're going to school, he thinks I'm saying no to him. I'm not actually saying no to him. I'm saying yes to a better future for him. I'm saying yes to a great education for him. I'm saying yes because I want him to be a great person. I don't need to negotiate with my eight-year-old son because I already know the plans for him. I already know purposes for him. I already know what's best for him. What he has to do is not hope I'm going to negotiate, but instead he has to find out what I've already said yes to and he has to align his amen to what I'm saying yes to. It's the same with God. Do you want to know what God has for you? Do you want to know the plans and purposes he has for you? You have to align your yes to God's yes. So how do you do that? How do you know what God's saying yes to? Because sometimes we have no clue what God's saying yes to. And his ways are not my ways. And his thoughts are not my thoughts. Yet somehow we have to know God's plans for my life. Can I tell you how you know? It's the person of the Holy Spirit. As it says in 2 Corinthians, he is the one that reveals God's wonderful things that God has freely given to us. Do you know, it was the anointing of the Holy Spirit that showed Jesus where to go. It was the anointing of the Holy Spirit that revealed the Father's plans to Jesus. It was the anointing of the Holy Spirit that revealed the mind of God to Jesus, and he can reveal it to you. How does he do this? Well, Sometimes I wonder, how, does, how do I know the th plans of God? No one can know our plans and our thoughts except for ourselves, except for our own spirit. But in the same way that no one else can tell me what I'm thinking, a good counsellor that sits with me can actually pull my thoughts out of me. A good counsellor can sit with me and reveal to me what I'm actually feeling and what I'm actually thinking. You see, if God has prepared good things, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared, is it a preparation issue is it, or is it an access issue? You see, it's not a problem with God preparing good things for your life. God has incredible plans for your life. There's never a provision issue. There's just an access issue. But thank God for the Holy Spirit who is our almighty counsellor who comes to reveal things to us. So that verse we just read before, verse 10, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared. It says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. You see, the spirit is the counsellor that can reveal. That word reveal means to take the cover off. Take the cover off something that God has already prepared. But the problem is sometimes we look at the canvas of our life and we don't see anything there. 
And we know God's prepared something for us, but what we need is not just God to reveal things. We need to spend time being baptized with the Holy Spirit because it's there He brings illumination. He illuminates what was already there, but something that I couldn't see before. If we hit that switch, I want to show you. There's something right here on this canvas that you couldn't see before, but when you get it under the right light, when you get the right illumination, you can see what was already prepared, but you could never see it. You see, sometimes what we do, especially as young adults, is we try to draw the lines of our life. We try to write down what our plans are. We try to determine what's going to be on the canvas of our life, not realizing that the Holy Spirit has already prepared something for you that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has already prepared. But how do you see it? How do you access it? It's by the illumination of the counsellor, the one that reveals the mind of God, the one that comes and illuminates the plans of God for your life. It was the anointing of the Holy Spirit that did this for Jesus, and it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit that can do this for your life. Can I show you how? In Acts chapter 1, verse 5, it says, For Jesus is about to leave. Jesus is about to go to heaven, and he's given the disciples the Great Commission. There's so much they need to do. What was Jesus' last instruction to the disciples? It wasn't go, although I've heard that so often. The last instruction was wait. It was be still. And he says, while John baptised with water, he said, you will be baptised. Everyone say baptised. You'll be baptised by the Holy Spirit. See, sometimes we think that word baptised is a Christian term. It's not a Christian term. It's just an older term. See, that word baptised was the best word when the Bible was translated to English to describe what the Holy Spirit wanted to do. You see... We would say if a boat was on the water and that boat would sink, we would say that boat has sunk. But in older terms, what they would say is that boat has been baptised. You see, the difference was is that the boat was touched by the water and the boat was on the water. But when the boat goes in the water, now the water's inside the boat. You see, if we maybe got a t-shirt, it's a pink one. Don't know if it was a great choice, but I wore it anyway. Maybe this was a normal white piece of material. And I can get ink and I can mark my top. Let me tell you, God never wanted to mark your life. Sometimes we say that. Maybe I can get ink and it can touch my top. But God doesn't want to just touch your life. But if I get this top and I were to submerge it and baptise it inside the ink... The ink wouldn't just get on the shirt, but the ink would get inside the shirt. You see, it would be saturated, penetrated, changed because it was baptised in the ink. See, sometimes we maybe get a few grey hairs and we go to the hairdresser. And we don't want to just be marked, but we have our hair dyed and completely baptised in the ink. Why? Because I went in one way, but I want to walk out a different way. You see, in Bible days, what they would do is they would have bread that wouldn't have as much flavour. And they wouldn't just eat it and then drink the wine, but they would get the bread. And they would, we would say they would dunk like a good old Tim Tam Slam. They would dunk the bread inside the wine. No, what they would do is they would baptise the bread inside the wine. So that the bread wasn't in the wine, but the wine was now in the bread. Do you know, you see what I'm saying? You see, what would happen is they would baptize the bread because it would give them a completely different flavor. Here's what it is, is that the ship is on the water, but when the ship sinks and is baptized, now the water's inside the ship. You see, if you want to know what God's plans are for your life and you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can't just be touched by the Holy Spirit or just marked by the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want to be someone.
someone that you just go to occasionally and it's, oh, I got a tingle. Or, oh, I had a nice feeling. Although I like the tingles and I like the nice feelings. But what he wants to do is baptize you, fill you, touch you, anoint you, cover you, permeate you, change you, saturate you in such a way that you are not just touched by God, but you're completely transformed by God. That you go into a time with the Holy Spirit one way and you come out completely different another way. That you have one flavor in your life, but after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's a completely different flavor to your life. And it's there that as He comes and speaks into your spirit and speaks into your life, you begin to see what God's saying yes to. And you can align your life to what the Holy Spirit's saying yes to. It's there when you look at the canvas of your life and you begin to wonder, is there anything there for me? That as you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, He comes and opens your eyes because my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts and no eye is seen. But suddenly when the Holy Spirit comes, He illuminates the canvas of your life and says, there was something I already prepared for you. That's what the anointing of the Holy Spirit does. That's what He wants to do to you tonight. He doesn't want to just touch you. He doesn't want to just mark you. He wants to baptize you. He wants to cover you. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. For more information and resources, please check out our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review on your podcast provider. Have an amazing day. God bless.